Welcome to Weekly Homilies. Each week we present a homily by Father Mark Suslanko, pastor of the community of St. Isidore and Maria in beautiful Glastonbury, Connecticut. These are introduced by myself, Jonathan Sozek, director of our community's Faith Formation Office. For more about Father Mark and the life of our community, please head over to isidoreandmaria.org. Today, we present Season 2, Episode 31 of this podcast. We'll hear Father Mark's homily from September 15th, 2019, the 24th Sunday of Ordinary Time in Year C. The Gospel for this week is Luke chapter 15, verses 1 to 32. Let us now listen to that reading, then hear Father Mark's response. A reading from the Gospel of Luke. Tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to listen to Jesus. But the Pharisees and scribes began to complain, saying, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. So to them he addressed this parable. What man among you, having a hundred sheep and losing one of them, would not leave the ninety-nine in the desert and go after the lost one until he finds it? And when he does find it, he sets it on his shoulders with great joy. And upon arriving home, he calls together his friends and neighbors and says to them, Rejoice with me, because I have found my lost sheep. I tell you, in just the same way, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous people who have no need of repentance. Or what woman, having ten coins and losing one, would not light a lamp and sweep the house, searching carefully until she finds it? And when she does, she calls together her friends and neighbors and says to them, Rejoice with me, because I have found the coin that I lost. In just the same way, I tell you, there will be rejoicing among the angels of God over one sinner who repents. The Gospel of the Lord. Every time I have the opportunity to read again the account of the Passion of Christ, there's a line that always pops out and causes me to spend some extra time meditating upon and reflecting. And the line is this, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. That one very profound statement, as I ponder it more deeply, really unlocks a key to humanity and helps us not only understand the abundant mercy and forgiveness of God, but also ourselves. Remembering back in the day that those who crucified Christ actually thought they were doing the right thing. Often in our lives, we approach our everyday concerns and business by what we can call the seat of our pants. We find ourselves reacting to life rather than being proactive about it. And we become so myopic in what we see about the reality around us, 
our particular worlds, our immediate concerns, are often first and foremost in the focus of our minds and hearts. It's what we ponder, it's what we react to. And sometimes the busyness of life can be so abundant that all we can do is react and respond taking little time to step back and consider a more proactive approach. Even the Israelites back many years ago got distracted by the immediate of their concerns and overstepped what God's vision for them was intended to be and began to chart their own course, finding themselves, of course, in error. And such is also true with us. We lose touch with our essence. We lose touch with our truth. We lose touch with God. And it's not always a deliberate, conscious decision. Often, these things happen unconsciously. Little things, one after the other, moments of unawareness, moments of inattentiveness, moments of reaction that then find us down the wrong path. You know, that's why the analogy of the lost sheep is just so apropos to understanding ourselves and our ability to lose consciousness of our life, so to speak. The innocence of a sheep reminds us that our decision-making doesn't always have to be from a source of evil or malintent. It can just simply happen because we're not paying attention to what we're doing and what the bigger picture of life is really all about. A sheep can easily just be grazing in the field, pursuing one blade of grass after another, or getting distracted by something off in the distance. And before it knows it, it's separated from the herd and the shepherd has to go in search of what is now a lost sheep. And that is very typical of how we negotiate our lives. We go along grazing, we go along doing the things that we think we need to do, but we're really not paying attention to the big picture of who God is and what he's really calling us to do. And we can be a little bit arrogant about it at the same time. As you sit here today in this holy space once again, and as you consider who you are as a person, would you describe yourself as a found sheep who's connected to the herd or a lost one? Sometimes we make the wrong choice. We tend to think we are among the ones who are with the herd. We are the found sheep. When in essence, every human being, every child of God, is always a lost sheep in need of God's mercy and forgiveness and guidance. If we lose touch with that connection, then we lose touch with the very essence of our lives 
and we can easily find ourselves in pastures that are far removed from the one God is calling us to graze in. We can find ourselves disconnected and pursuing choices and avenues that at the end of the day can actually be quite destructive. We can easily convince ourselves that the illusions that the world wants to tell us are true are in fact true, and that what is being proposed out there is acceptable and right simply because the majority agrees, or it may seem to be so, where in essence, it is not. And so how does an individual, how do you and I, know whether we're actually connected with the source of love, with the source who is God, with the source of truth? What evidence will there be in our lives? Well, you know, if we're constantly reacting to life, then we're going to constantly put on a face of stress, anxiety, and worry. We're going to constantly want to be on top of things. There's always something else that is going to command our attention. Or we may find ourselves being more distracted or even wanting to be more distracted, getting involved with things that simply entertain us rather than produce any essential good. We know that we are connected to the source of God, to truth, to the essence of love, when we find ourselves experiencing joy. Joy. You see, that lost sheep that was found not only is welcomed with joy by the Good Shepherd, but also feels joy itself because it's now safely home and where it needs to be. That lost sheep experiences this joyful rejoicing because all of the connections have been restored and the safety net has been cast upon it. As you look at your lives and as I look at mine, is there any evidence of joy? And if so, where do you see it? Is there any evidence of joy? You see, because if we're reacting too much to life and constantly putting out fires and constantly responding without taking that proactive approach, we're going to find ourselves very tired, very exhausted, and indeed somewhat apathetic and powerless. What are the areas in our lives where joy is evidenced? If we look at ourselves and we can't really find any, then maybe that's a nice caution sign to spend some time trying to reconnect with the truth of God, to step back out of the demands that are in front of me, and do some soul-searching to figure out how I can be more in the image of the person God created to me and become more connected and more in tune with the essence 
of divine love. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.